Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Welcome in. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hope you're having a phenomenal day around the great state of Montana. A little sunshine here in western Montana. Very welcome after the uh, <laughs> the snowstorm. I was sitting there Saturday thinking to myself, because the, the Missoula County Public Schools Invitational for track and field was here in Missoula on Saturday, sort of. They started the meet, but then they had to call it off to get everybody back on the highway because it did not look like uh, very good road conditions upcoming. And I've covered a lot of sports in Montana. I've seen track track meets get canceled before they started. I could not recall ever a track meet getting canceled after it had started. So, (laughs) new territory. Welcome into all the out-of-state people that uh, are not used to when it snows in mid-April here in Montana. I got my nephew's first baseball game tonight so hopefully the sun holds the first baseball game of his life of his young career burgeoning career 
five-year-old Ellis man taking the diamond. It's going to be super fun. Hopefully you're having a great start to your week. Hopefully it's not too chilly or windy or cold or snowy where you're at. If it is, just embrace it. It's the best part about living in Montana, the extremes, the elements. Ton to get to today. We are going to continue our NBA playoff conversation, our NBA uh, blind side. It's been pretty fun to play the blind side with our main guy, Andrew Houghton, our producer there in the back. And uh, interesting, we're, we're, first of all, we're going to give you go through some of the, the regular season finals because the, uh, the awards are coming out now. And I realized we kind of just jumped squ- straight into the playoffs. We've been talking a bunch of NBA around here, which is fun, one of my favorite things to talk about. But we didn't really talk about, like, for example, did you know that LeBron James was the leader in the clubhouse to win the scoring title for the first time in his NBA career until Joel Embiid came up and snatched it away from him. They're, they're announcing some of the uh, awards right now. Marcus Smart was named the Defensive Player of the Year yesterday so there'll be, for the Boston Celtics. So there'll be some more of that stuff coming up. So I wanted to put that into some uh, statistical perspective for you. And then also we'll play some blindside here off the top. We also have a bunch of uh, Student of the Week interviews coming up. Andrew uh, was good enough to put together a handful of these over the last week or so. So we'll be playing one every day this week. So we'll be getting caught up on these, some of the best athletes around the state of Montana. This week's, or I guess today, because we had one yesterday as well. Today's student of the week includes Jacob Curry. He's of Helena Capital. He is a three-sport athlete, cross-country basketball and track. And uh, he was on that state championship basketball team for the Bruins. So Andrew caught up with him uh, earlier this week. It's also a Tuesday, so that means we have our Tagliari Tuesday we got free Tagliari Deli for you. I just heard the ad right now coming back, and uh, I don't know, man. Made me want to order some Tagliari to go. Can't go wrong down there. So about 4.45, about 40 minutes from now, we will have Tagliari Delicatessen Tagliari Tuesday for you. We're also going to talk some college tennis, the regular season finale upon us. How about this? A Cacare showdown in Bozeman for all the marbles. Big Sky Conference title game de facto, basically, between Montana State and Montana the Grizzlies will need help if they want to share the conference title. The Bobcats could win the outright Big Sky title in men's tennis with a victory. Also, the Big Sky Conference golf championships are going on, so we'll give you an update on the first day of that um, from down there in Arizona. Hour number two, we got some controversy uh, here in Montana, in Anaconda, and... Uh, our guy, Blake Hempstead, one of our photographers at Skyline Sports, great supporter of ours, great partner of mine, worked with him in media for close to a decade now. Uh, he will join us because he's got a lot of stuff to say. Blake runs Copperhead Country. Uh, he's sort of the uh, the local resident expert when it comes to Anaconda sports. And Anaconda, controversially, Anaconda High School, let go their two basketball coaches earlier this week. And uh, Blake's got a lot to say about it. I think the community has a lot to listen in about as well. And then, of course, as we do each and every Tuesday, it is uh, our Treasure State Stars, highlighting some of the best individual performances by Montanans or in Montana or a combination of both. So there you go. That's the show Outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Brent and his team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics, they can answer any of your questions when it comes to local real estate in the state of Montana, especially out here in western Montana. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. You can also always live stream the show, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. You can also stream the show both visually and audio on the new ESPN Montana app. So go download that thing. Pretty cool, pretty impressive. 
Uh, a great way to watch Grizz Lacrosse, which they will have their conference tournament coming up next week. Also, tease for tomorrow. Fun show tomorrow. Three guests in a row that are going to be really fun. First, Mike Anderson from Grizz Hockey is going to swing in. They just teased it as new big-time news. So I don't even know what these guys want to talk about, but uh, Tucker Sargent and Mike Anderson say, we got to come on the show. we got some stuff to share. Great. Can't wait to hear from them. We're also going to have Kerry McHugh, the executive director of the YMCA, uh, and also the primary organizer of the Riverbank Run. She'll be on with us. And then this will be very fun, ESPN Roundtable tomorrow. The one and only, the big human, Mike Kramer, swinging by. He has thoughts on all of our Montana Football Hall of Fame inductees. I texted him the list. I said, hey, you got any thoughts for me on any of these guys? He goes, it is typical Mike Kramer fashion. He gave me a belly laugh and said, of course I do, Coulter. And so he'll be joining us about five. Very much looking forward to having Kramer's back on the show. Um but that that uh, it's all to say it'll be it'll be a fun one tomorrow. But go download the ESPN Montana app. You can hear all those interviews. You can also follow Chris Lacrosse, Chris Hockey, and we also got some other stuff coming down the pipe as well. Of course, we are broadcasting to you live through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. You can always check out the largest inventory of trucks, trucks, and more trucks. NWMSRocks.com. That's NW. MSRocks.com. And finally, if you want to be a part of the show, you want to get a hold of us, call us, text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call or text. You're going to remember that one to uh, win yourself some free tagliari uh, a little bit later on. I have this awesome bookshelf behind me. And if you're watching on uh, television and or YouTube and or the the, uh, ESPN Montana app, uh, first of all, thanks for doing so. But I want to start uh, highlighting more of these books. I do think it's an interesting entry point to certain conversations. And it's also just fun to sort of remember and also to share, you know, good literature. Um, I'm a big reader. I have a lot of uh, non-sports books scattered all over our home. (laughs) But most of the sports books that I have reside here at Missoula Broadcasting Company here in our ESPN studio. So I like to just grab one from time to time and... uh, Let's talk a little bit about it. Today's book, The Art of a Beautiful Game by Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard, a longtime NBA writer for Sports Illustrated. The uh, the Thinking Fans Tour of the NBA is basically the, the subtext of this. And Chris Ballard, he does a great job of using specific parts of basketball and analyzing them through this. So, um, like, for example... Where does Kobe Bryant's competitiveness come from, and and how does that cater him to being uh, to, when when he was such such a ruthless and and unbelievable um, closer and and finisher and and just point blank competitor? LeBron James, how does he deal with his his prodigy, his his gifts? Uh, the great the, one of the most memorable chapters in this book is about Steve Kerr and just how the shooting percentage Steve Kerr estimates he needs to shoot in non-game situations to then translate into game situations. It's very fascinating just how good you have to be. Kerr estimates that you need to shoot about twice the percentage in practice to shoot in games. So Steve Kerr, at the time of his retirement, the only man in the history of the NBA to shoot 45% or better from beyond the three-point line for his career. So Kerr basically estimates you need to shoot 90% from the three-point line in practice, <laughs> which is just so silly to actually think of somebody shooting 90% from three from beyond the three-point arc in any scenario, period. Uh, but th- this book is really, really good. 
and uh, it's really well done. I would, I, I'm actually, I, I wonder what it would be like reading it again because I actually probably have not read this in, oh, I don't know, probably. I got this book when it first came out, and uh, it's, I'm see, I'm looking for the copyright. Yeah, copyright 2009. That, that sounds about right. This is when I was a senior in college. And so it'll probably be a little bit antiquated. I mean, obviously, guys like Shane Battier, who are featured in this book, long retired. At this moment, Steve Kerr was an executive, not a uh, coach. So that's an interesting fold. Kobe Bryant, uh, obviously, tragically, uh, no longer with us. LeBron James, no longer a prodigy. In fact, LeBron James, sort of the the dawn of the league. So uh, it would be interesting to read it again, but this is a very good book and uh, a very good entry point to our conversation about the NBA today. Sonora is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. We're going to come back to another one of these history lessons about some of these uh, famed ABA slash NBA guys that are coming to Western Montana later on this month. But I want to have a little time to breathe here on a blind side. Uh, but before that, just a quick statistical uh, uh, update. I wanted to give you just some of the, the regular season leaders because uh, that's going to sort of give you a little bit of framework or a little bit of um, perspective on some of the awards that are soon to be coming out. So first scores last night from the NBA playoffs, the 76ers, uh, they continue to be unguardable <laughs> when playing the Toronto Raptors. Raptors can't guard them at all. They've just been so explosive offensively. Uh, they scored 35 points or more in four of the eight, no, let's see, five of the eight quarters in this series already, and 30 points or more in six of the eight quarters so far in this series. 112-97, the 76ers take a 2-0 lead uh, by dispatching of Toronto last night. Good effort by the Mavs um, to get, to, to even the series with the Jazz with no Luka Doncic in the lineup. The uh, Mavs won 110-104. Donovan Mitchell, 34 points for Utah, but 41 from Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, one of the most surprising players in the league to me. He and Jordan Poole are the two guys where I, I knew they were very good players in college. I thought they would be pros. I just not did not think they would be this good of pros. I mean, I did not, I did never see a scenario when Jalen Brunson was at Villanova where he would be scoring 41 points in a playoff game. But here we are, a great effort by him. And speaking of Jordan Poole, he has 29 points and eight assists to lead Golden State to a 126-106 victory. And uh, probably the story in that game, though, is Stephen Curry going all the way off, looking like he is fully back. He's still playing on a minute limit, only played his his... Uh, allowed 23 minutes last night, still scored 34 points, absolutely lit it up, had a, a stretch that was just absolutely uh, top-level. You can't even call it vintage because he still is, when he's healthy, one of the best players in the world. So uh, quintessential, we'll say, uh, Steph Curry. So those are your scores from last night. And then a quick look at the statistics uh, from the regular season. Again, Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics named the uh, NBA Defensive Player of the Year. And the, the league, they do it in a sort of a weird fashion, how they roll these things out. Then they have like a postseason banquet for some of the big awards. But you're going to hear some of the awards like All-NBA and stuff like that upcoming. So th this is just to give you some perspective. Joel Embiid ended up winning the scoring title this year. He outlasts LeBron James. LeBron James didn't play enough games, but also Embiid went nuts down the stretch to um, end the year uh, as... The, the overall scoring champion, Giannis Antetokounmpo, just shy of 30 points per game, 29.9. Uh, Embiid was at 30.6. LeBron finishes at 30.3. Kevin Durant also at 29.9. And uh, Luka Doncic comes in at fifth at 28.4. Uh, if you were going to ask me who my first team All-NBA is, I think I just named four of the five guys I'd probably have on there. 
It's very interesting, though. Actually, I want to ask Andrew this. Andrew, what do you think, in this day and age in basketball, with the all-NBA stuff, do you think it's silly that they do it by position? In other words, like, where we're at right now in the league, I think that you have, I think you have six, uh, excuse me, I think you have two, if you're just doing it by center, I think you have two of the top six players in the league right now are centers, Jokic and Embiid. If you're doing it by position, one of those guys is going to be second-team all-NBA. Like, this year... Those two are probably going to finish top three in the MVP voting. If they do it by position, though, one will be second-team All-NBA. Is that right or wrong? Well, I'm sympathetic to the viewpoint that you should give a little bit of leeway here because I think a team, like if you played Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic on the floor at the same time, like that team would be very good. Like it's not like that team would be unplayable, right? Because both those guys can shoot it a little bit, so you'd have the spacing in there. Um, you know, you'd have some mismatches on defense, but you'd be able to survive. Like I would take a team with those two guys. Well, on- it's it's like the old Jalen Rose notion that positions in basketball were just made up for people that don't understand it. Right. Like you're saying, those two guys could definitely play together because because Jokic doesn't actually really play a position. He plays like his own position, very much like LeBron in his prime did as well. No, and and the Sixers had Embiid bringing the ball up a fair amount this year, bringing the ball up the floor. And Embiid can play out of the high post, the low post. He can play in the high pick and roll. He can handle the ball. He can. He's a four, but he's a five. They're both positionless players. Yeah, I mean the thing in basketball is that your position is who you guard, right? And it's tough to see both of those guys like, you know, both those guys guard centers and power forwards and whomever, right? Because they're they're such the focal point on offense that a lot of teams times their teams trying to hide them on defense anyway. That's why Giannis is so fascinating because right. Giannis can guard both. You can't identify Giannis by what position he guards either because he guards right. all the positions. Yeah, that's what that actually is amazing. That's an interesting point. Yeah, as far as the as far as the argument for it though, I think the way that the NBA handled it was very weird and not good saying that you can vote for them, but that like they ended up saying that like the writers would have to collude to vote one of them at forward and one of them at center. Jeez. So like if the guy got if if so they were basically saying, hey, if enough of you want both of them on the first team, figure it out text, yourselves. Text each other, let Bill Simmons run the poll or whatever. Yeah, because one of them would have gotten the most votes at center, right. and he would have been the first team center, and then the other one would have gotten like not as many votes at forward as Jason Tatum because right. they would have split the votes between forward and center, so he would have lost out at forward even though whatever, he had more total votes or something. I don't know. That's a dumb way to handle it. <laughs> this isn't a new historical thing, though, Colter. That's I think true. you've always got to worry about, like, the All-NBA teams are the number one record of, you know, who was the best in the league that season. They're very, I mean, it's harder to make All-NBA than it is to make an All-Star team. You've got for five sure. spots oh, on first oh, it's team. way harder to make it. Oh, for sure. All-NBA, you've got yeah. five spots on first team, 15 spots in total. That's the historical record of who was good that season. It's not like this hasn't happened before. I mean, think back to the 90s. When you had like Hakeem Olajuwon and David Robinson and Patrick Ewing and Young Shaq all playing at the same time, well, those guys you couldn't vote any of those guys at forward, you know. So I worry a little bit about yeah. corrupting the historical record, but it's not a big deal to me. I mean, they, not only were they two of the best five players in the league this season, two of the biggest stories in the league this season, right? For sure. For sure. I mean, I'm looking at Nikola Jokic's final statistics in the regular season. 27.1 points, 13.8 rebounds, and 7.9 assists. That is, that is ridiculous. That that I actually bet. I'm just throwing this out here, but this and this is such an NBA stat way to say this. 
But I, I would really be willing to bet that there hasn't been a guy that averaged 13 rebounds or more per game in a season that also scored more than 26 points and also had more than seven assists in a, in a single season. I, I bet that there's never been that's never been done. Well, the whole thing at the end of the season was he inaugurated that new club or whatever, like 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 1,000 assists in a season. Wow. Or some numbers like that that nobody had ever done before. Unreal. Unreal. So your your rebounding leaders, Rudy Gobert, 14.7 rebounds per game. Then Jokic was second, 13.8. DeMontis Sabonis, 12.1. Clint Capella, 11.9. And then Embiid at 11.7. Your assist leaders, two guys, averaged 10 assists a game. Chris Paul, 10.8. James Harden, 10.3. Trey Young right there, 9.7. To Dante Murray from the uh, Spurs at 9.2. And Luka Doncic just shy of 9. Uh, just three guys, two blocks or more per game this year. Jaron Jackson of the Memphis Grizzlies, Robert Williams of the Boston Celtics, and Gobert uh, at um, at 2.1 blocks per game. Also interesting, worth noting that Marcus Smart was the first defensive player of the year in the NBA that was not a center, that was the first guard, I should say, to win it since Gary Payton way back in the mid-1990s. So the Defensive Player of the Year award has been completely dominated by uh, the big guys uh, in in recent years. And then the last stat for you before we dive into a little blindside, Jadante Murray led the league in steals at two steals per game. Chris Paul, 1.9. That's the thing about Chris Paul's legacy is, you know, they they call him the point god, but he hasn't been able to do it at the, high, at the highest of high levels. Yet when it's all said and done, his statistical resume is going to be second to none. And yet the thing that people talk about the least is the fact that he has been among, if not the best, on-ball defender in the NBA for the duration of his career. He has been one of the great steals artists in the history of the NBA. So uh, I don't know. I, I I love Chris Paul. I also know all, all of the reasons why Chris Paul is completely fairly scrutinized. I, I wish he could just get a chipper or two to solidify his legacy. But uh, we'll see. Maybe this is the year. Nuance Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Also, go download the ESPN Montana app. You can stream the show anywhere, anytime, both live and archived. All right, let's play a blindside. So Andrew had a good one for me yesterday um, about if this was as wide open as the NBA playoffs has been in a little while. I think it probably is, unless Steph Curry keeps coming like he is. I think that closes the door a little bit. He was looking like... Steph Curry's first two and a half months of this season looked like he was about to have the greatest season of his career. Then he got hurt. That's been the story of his career. It's not as if it's been as injury marred as some guys, but he's always just one bump away because he's so slight. But he looked unbelievable last night, and uh, the Warriors look pretty darn unstoppable. If Klay Thompson keeps inching back to his all-NBA self, Stephen Curry's as good as he can be, and Jordan Poole is a real-deal 20-point-per-game scorer. Uh, it's unbelievable. So uh, I guess my blind side for you, Andrew, is buy or sell the Golden State Warriors as a bona fide NBA title contender. Buy, 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 buy all the Warriors how stock. About, how about last night? I watched the game last night, See, and I yeah, can't get enough. And here's the thing, man. I, I totally understand that a variety of you out there love college basketball. You love the pageantry, the March Madness, whatever. I know a lot of you out there don't like the NBA. I also know there's a bunch of you out there that do like the NBA, and you understand why I love the NBA. You understand the nuances of it. But I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I've been watching NBA with several people that don't particularly like it. And I'm trying to explain to them 
how much higher a level of basketball it is. It's not even the same sport as what you're watching in college. And the way that they transition and how fast the game is, how great the athleticism is, I truly think they're the greatest athletes in the world. I think that the best athletes in all of pro sports reside in the National Basketball Association. That said, though, I do sort of get how if you are a, a old school basketball fan, there is a lot of uh, improvisation, freelancing, non-run sets in the NBA. A lot of times, it's up and down. You're just calling for the high pick and roll. You're getting a bucket. It's a 11 second possession, but the guys are so offensively advanced, it's unbelievable. All of that said, if you don't like the NBA, if you think the NBA is full of ball hogs, you think the NBA is this uh, group of spoiled brats that don't play defense, all the cliches, whatever, throw them out the door and watch the Warriors from start to finish and then get back to me. Because they move the ball better than any team ever. As a soccer guy, you must love it. Because like the extra pass, like the triangle, the way that they move it, the, the, the hockey assists that they get, I mean, it, it's like you said... When you watch it again, like revamped, and it hasn't been there for a little while, you're like, man, this is as good as basketball gets. Well, they discovered it again with Jordan Poole coming back into the lineup in Draymond and now Steph getting healthy again. It really is just mind-blowing the way that they, you know, I, I was I was talking with somebody about soccer recently. Part of the reason why I like watching soccer is because I can't anticipate always what's going to happen. I still get su- surprised a lot by what's going to happen. Well, I played basketball for a long time. I've watched a lot of basketball. I can usually tell where the next pass is going to go, what kind of play or what kind of action is being run. A lot of stuff with the Warriors last night, man, like kick out to pool in the corner, the underarm whip to, to Bielicha down in garbage time. I mean, they're just they're playing a different game than everybody else because of the lineup that they're able to put out there with Steph and Clay and now Jordan Poole, right. who looked exactly like Steph last night. I mean, he was putting up some wild shots, and they're able to get away with it because they have Draymond Green anchoring the whole thing. It's just, I'm really into it. I mean, you say that, man, maybe they don't have the, the height or the toughness in that lineup because, remember, the fifth member of that of that death lineup when they won all those titles was Andre Iguodala, yeah. who's as tough as they come, and now it's sure. Andrew Wiggins. Sure. But they were going up against Jokic last night. Didn't matter at all. If they move the ball like they did last night, they, they're almost unbeatable. I thought that Michael Malone, the Nuggets coach, he nailed it. He said Steph Curry is the, the hardest player in the National Basketball Association to stop when he passes the ball. And it's not because he's passing to score. When he gets it out of his hands, now he's off the ball. Guess who's, the, in my opinion, the best off-ball player in the history of basketball? Stephen Curry. It's so funny when people debate his legacy and they call him a point guard. Because he can be a point guard, but he's at his best when he plays off the ball. And that's why they're so ridiculous. That's, it's the thing that makes Draymond Green a Hall of Famer, no matter what his numbers ever are. Because when you run the half-court stuff through Draymond and now Steph can play off the ball... If he passes it, all of a sudden now he's coming off a triple screen for a curl. That's like a 75% shot. He's knocking that down all day. Or he's just relocating somewhere else and getting the ball right back. I mean, that's the thing. He doesn't stop. There's no pause and, like, processing when he gives the ball up. He just keeps running, and he's so quick. He's so shifty, especially off the ball. You just can't you can't lose him. I can't believe we live in a society where people can hate Steph Curry. Like, what is wrong with you? He, he's so fun to watch. He's so happy and joyful all the time. He's almost childlike in his exuberance. I get that he's, like, sort of cocky. Like, his childlike ways make him look like he's sort of cocky. But I, I guess 
first of all, newsflash, people, he's the greatest shooter of the basketball that's ever lived. So, of course, he's kind of cocky. That's like part of the allure. So, I don't know. I guess my PSA for the day is just have fun. And if you don't like the NBA, watch the Warriors. And if you hate on Steph Curry, I don't know what's wrong with you. Just be happy. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Okay, I got another one for you, Andrew. Um, first of all, my favorite NBA podcasters are when Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo talk NBA. Love those guys. And uh, Rosillo was being so funny the other day. But these guys are also so funny because they watch so many of the national games and they watch so many of the, the, the big-time teams. They're also both Boston guys, so they both heavily watch the Celtics. So even though they cover the league at large, they're very much like us that just kind of watch the NBA and passing until the playoffs – and then you haven't really watched that many, or if at all, of the small market teams until they get to the biggest stage. So these guys are sort of getting their first dose of NBA Anthony Edwards over the last month. And they're feeling very much like you and I. <laughs> in that They are just drunk on this Anthony Edwards kid. He is so good. Here's my question for you, though. Where does Anthony Edwards right now rank in the NBA in terms of Top assets, top players. I guess what I'm asking is, he has this this rare spot that certain young guys get to where he's not quite a top 10 or even top 15 guy yet, but his ceiling is to be what? The best player in the league is probably his ceiling. So where is he at just in terms of assets? Who, who, who wouldn't you trade for Anthony Edwards right now? Uh well, Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic. Giannis, yep. probably Embiid for sure. Uh, would, you, would you trade Jokic for him? Because I would. I don't think so. How old is Jokic? Is he getting up towards thirty? Uh, I mean, I just feel like Jokic has so much less. Uh, he's Nikola Jokic is is twenty seven. I wouldn't trade Jokic for him. I wouldn't okay. trade John ja Morant for him. John ja Morant and Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm with you here. Okay, so there, this was the one I asked my brother. Uh, we were texting back and forth about this today. Uh, so I totally agree. I think Durant is on the list still. Yeah. He has to be. I mean, I, I, Kevin Durant at his top level is still probably the best guy in the world. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of who else. I, I don't think I would about, trade Devin if, Booker for him. You, that's a good – so my, our litmus test kind of to this entry point was Devin Booker. Yeah. And Jason Tatum. Oh, that's a good one. Right. Tatum's still so young, too, though. Tatum is so young. Tatum's he, like, this is the running joke in and, a lot of and, NBA forums. And Tatum has lost in heartbreaking fashion yeah. in the playoffs and then also won, carried his team to victories already. Tatum's going to be that guy, like the next guy that punches through the glass ceiling and just freaks out one year and gets his team all the way to the finals. Well, think, um, imagine what those guys had a point guard like Devin Booker has with Chris Paul, right? Like if Kemba Walker or even if Kyrie had worked out in Boston, you know? Um, that would be something to watch with him and Jalen Brown. Yeah, I don't think I would trade Tatum or Booker for him. I'm what about Trey Young? Yeah. I would. I would. I don't and, love Trey. I mean, I love Trey Young, but in terms of like a, a winning player, you know. The, the, and I know the, they went to the conference finals last year. The next tier of guys includes Chris Paul. You'd absolutely do that deal right now just because of the age gap. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the contracts. Kyrie Irving. I think I'd take Anthony Edwards. If they were on different teams, would you trade Carl Anthony Towns for him? Oh, uh, oh yeah. You would? Oh, yeah. Wow. See, Carl uh, uh, Anthony Towns is, is like a Russell Wilson to me. 
his bad attitude just kills my analysis of him. But it's I, not a bad attitude in terms of like a Kyrie Irving bad attitude. It's like see, a Kyrie Irving just doesn't care. Carl Kyrie Anthony Irving cares just, too much. Carl Anthony Towns never stops crying though. You He's think you think his, you think it's an attitude problem in the sense of like not being mentally tough? I think that he just cries in games a lot. He, he does. He he just kicks the the bench and like the other night when he fouled out, uh, the, his attitude in that moment is exactly what I think of him. Like, oh man, there's no accountability. He has no accountability for what's happening. He's so how about this? What if the legacy of the Kentucky centers from the John Calipari era is that they are all just crybabies? Because he, he reminds me exactly of DeMarcus Cousins. Ooh, and, DeMarcus Cousins, not great last night. Man, I, I couldn't believe he was still in the league. And then I looked up how old he was, and I couldn't believe that he's only 31 still. This dude's been in the league NBA for like 13 years. He could barely get up and down the court. Uh, yeah, he did not look good for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. Big Cat, I wonder what they're going to do, the T-Wolves. They've got to keep, I mean, they have to keep both of them, and I would think they would be trying to keep D'Angelo Russell at this point as well. Yeah, what a funny team. What an interesting team. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX, Montana Television. Well, NBA blindside for you. We'll probably do a little bit more of this throughout the show, but right now, got to get out. Got another Student of the Week update for you. Young man out of Helena Capital, three-sport athlete. He'll join us next. Keep it right here. 1029 ESPN Missoula. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406 406- 640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Elevated competition brought out lifetime best marks for some of Montana's top college track and field athletes over the weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Tracksters from Montana and Montana State traveled to California. Montana State's Camilla Noe and Kobe Wilson earned Big Sky Conference weekly awards this week for their performances. Noe, a Bozeman High grad, ran 1552.02 in the 5,000 meters, breaking her school record by more than six seconds and running the 16th fastest mark in Division I this spring. Wilson, a freshman pole vaulter from Olympia, Washington, cleared 17 feet, 7.25 inches, the second best mark in MSU history outdoors, and 14th in the country this season. At the Brian Clay, Montana junior Joel Mendez ran the second fastest 3,000 meter steeplechase time in University of Montana history. The former junior college transfer ran 8 minutes, 42.22 seconds, less than 2 seconds off of Dean Earhart's school record that has stood at UM since 1977. Mendez also placed third in the 1,500 meters in 3 minutes, 51.21 seconds. At the Mount Sac Relays, Montana State's Levi Taylor was even better in the steeplechase, running 838.90, marking the third fastest time in Bobcat history to finish second in the race. And All-American Duncan Hamilton ran 13 minutes, 30.5 seconds in the men's 10,000 meters at the Bryan Clay, breaking Shannon Butler's 32-year-old school record by nine seconds and setting a personal best by more than 20 seconds. Laps.
Seattle. A little Mighty Mighty Boston's for you here on your Tuesday. It's a fun song to play. Back in the pep band, jazz band days. Back in the old Big Sky High. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on a Tuesday. Hope you're having a great start to your week. Go download that ESPN Montana app. Great way to watch and or listen to Nuanas now. Both live and archived. We are doing a little catch-up here at ESPN Radio with our student of the weeks. So we had one yesterday. We're going to have another one today. So it's not. these are from the last several weeks. And uh, we were gone most of March. We're just getting back uh, our feet back underneath us. But Andrew Houghton, our producer in the back, done a great job helping us catch up with some of these. We'll be rolling these out pretty much probably the next couple weeks, probably basically daily for the next couple weeks until we uh, have caught up with the ones that we uh, fell behind on. But this week... We've got a three-sport athlete out of Helena Capital. Great group of boy athletes up there right now at Helena Capital. Capital's always produced great athletes, boys and girls. And this last couple of years, they were very dominant in girls' sports, in basketball and volleyball, uh, primarily because of the Barch sisters, who were such uh, great athletes there. Paige Barch now playing volleyball at Boise State. And Danny Barch, the Gatorade Player of the Year in basketball. She's here now with the uh, Lady Grizz in Missoula. But on the guys' side, really good athletes right now rolling. They have a couple sprinters that are really lighting it up in track. But Jacob Curry, a three-sport athlete, he uh, crossed country, basketball, and now he's a middle-distance guy there for the Bruins track team. And uh, Andrew Houghton caught up with him earlier. If you want to nominate people for the Student of the Week, mattressfirmmt.com backslash students will be taking nominations here for the next couple weeks. And that will culminate in the Mattress Firm Student of the Year more than a $3,000 scholarship presented in part by Mattress Firm thanks to our partnership with Mattress Firm as well as SWX Montana, ABC Fox, on these great interviews. Here's Andrew's conversation with Jacob Curry from earlier this week. Joining us now as we continue to roll through our Student of the Week segments here on Nuanez Now. We got a little bit behind as we were finishing up with basketball and getting into some spring sports, but we're rolling on them now. But joining us for this one, Helena Capital senior, three-sport athlete, Jacob Curry. Jacob, first of all, thanks for coming on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Let's just start with what you're up to right now. I mean, as you're sort of winding down the high school year, just what's going on? How are you finishing it out? Well, I'm just trying to get through like everybody else. I got a few AP tests coming up, and I'm currently participating in track right now. So I'm going to be busy all throughout the rest of my senior year. How's track going for you? What events are you in? It's going pretty good so far. I do the mid-distance, so I do like the 400 and the 800, and I'm also on our 4x4 team, and it's going pretty well so far. I PR'd in the 800, and our 4x4 team is currently third in the AA, so that's pretty good. Well, that's nice, and of course, I know your uh, your winter sport is basketball, and then uh, what do you do in the fall? In the fall, I run cross-country. Very cool. How's the year been as a whole for you, encompassing all of that cross-country and then going into basketball in the winter? definitely been busy this year i've participated in all three of those sports as well as i've participated i think in like four clubs at school and that's the most i've ever done in a year and so it's been busy on top of taking all honors classes currently that's super impressive from our student of the week helena capitals jacob curry jacob what drives you to participate in all that different stuff i mean three sports okay i know some people who do that with the the clubs and everything on top of that just what drives you to uh to be involved in all that stuff well i just want to do the most i can i know i can be or i'm I've got a 32 on my ECT. I know I'm smart, and so I wanted to try and push myself in school by taking these honors classes. And then I want to participate in, like, 
uh, as many clubs as possible because I know it's just a great opportunity to meet new people and try new things. Like one of the clubs I'm in is HOSA, which is Future Health Professionals, and that helped me uh, choose a health or to go into a health career. No doubt. What are your plans going forward, um, you know, as far as college in the fall and, and what you're thinking about uh, studying? Yeah, next year I'm planning on attending MSU, and right now I have my major as pre-med. Yeah, and, and uh, sort of being involved in clubs in high school and learning about that helps you sort of settle on that path, you said? Yeah. Any other reason why you wanted to go for, for pre-med? I mean, we've had a, a bunch of pre-med students or students who think they want to do pre-med in this series so far, but anything else that just sort of pushed you in that direction? Well, like the first year of high school, I took a couple of classes, or first couple of years of high school, I took a couple of classes that were more medical-based and science, while well, science-related, but like focused on the medical field. And I always just was very interested in that. I love learning about the human body and that kind of stuff. And I know that like in a medical field, you get the best chance to help out people every day. Like people are coming in with sicknesses or injuries that you can help out with. And that also helped push me towards a medical career. Helena Capitals, Jacob Curry joining us for our Student of the Week segment here on Nuanez Now. Jacob, as you're coming to the end of your, your high school career, your time in high school, what are the memories you're going to take away from it? I mean, just I'm sure you have plenty of candidates with everything that you've been doing, but what are you going to remember from those four years? Well, I think one thing will be the state championship this year when we won it for uh, basketball. But then, like, another thing is just meeting all these new people through it. Like, I'll have these friendships for the rest of my life. I'll keep in touch with these people. And it'll definitely be cool to see what they're up to down the road while I'm up to future things, I guess. Yeah, it's been a couple months uh, since that basketball state championship from this year. But uh, but take me back there. I mean, what were the, the memories, the emotions around that when you guys got it done? Well, it was kind of just a weird game. The whole, like, going into the first two games at State House, pretty nervous I could tell then that third game I knew it was just going to be my last high school game of my career and I just relaxed and went out there had fun with my team we played a good game and to come out on top as the state champs that was really cool and just to have it with every team that I've had throughout the four years of high school is just amazing no doubt it's Jacob Curry of Helen Capital three sport athlete and involved in plenty of other stuff as well Joining us for this Mattress Firm Student of the Week segment. Jacob, man, thank you so much for your time. Happy we got caught up with you here finally. Yeah, thank you. MattressFirmMT.com backslash students. If you know an outstanding high school student, nominate them before the academic year is over. Maybe they'll be a student of the week, which makes them eligible for the Mattress Firm Student of the Year. Appreciate Mattress Firm for all their support of high school sports around the state of Montana. What's going on at the Big Sky Conference Golf Championships? How about college tennis? The men's tennis programs in the state of Montana more competitive than any time in recent memory. All that more plus free Tagliari Deli. Next on Nuana's Now. Keep it right here. 1029 ESPN Missoula. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Goldfinger for you on a Tuesday. I saw your resume of my brother when he was a little skater boy hanging down there at the Missoula Skate Park. We got so many amenities for being just, you know, tiny little town in western Montana. Welcome back. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. A little ska music for you on your Tuesday. Brooks, my brother, picked out all the songs for today. So thanks for the inspiration, bro. How about some Tagliari? We gave you an opportunity to win a pair of $50 gift cards during March as part of our bracket challenge. Now we're back to Tagliari Tuesdays. $25 gift cards to Tagliari each and every Tuesday here on Nuanas. Now they have an outstanding selection of sandwiches. I prefer the, uh, I shouldn't say prefer, I like all of them, but uh, some of my go-tos, the Beach Boy, the Doobie Brothers. Those are both really, really good, but the Queen is most excellent. I had that one recently. It's a little pesto, a little mozzarella, some thin-sliced turkey. Mm, so good. They get all their bread locally sourced. And just a great little Italian market, a little slice of Italy there on the corner of Beckwith and Higgins. They also have a great wine selection, a bunch of old country wine. I always, always swing out in there when I'm having a dinner party and always get a couple bottles. Really affordable and uh, really good stuff in there. So thanks to Matt and Max and the boys for all their support of us here at ESPN Missoula. If you want to try Tagliari or you want to be a return visitor, you just want to get hooked up right now with Tagliari, call 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Caller number four, we have a $25 gift card to Tagliari Delicatessen for you. 406-888-1029. Caller number four, Tagliari Tuesday. Each Tuesday here on Nuanas Now. How about some college tennis. Sometimes college tennis gets uh, overshadowed, I guess you'd say, this time of year, or just often in general. But I find it very fascinating to cover, first of all, because of the international flavor of the rosters, which is fun, very cool. And uh, you get to meet guys from all over the world. But the last little while, it's been a little bit tough for the men's tennis programs in state to, to be truly competitive on the big scale level. But here we are now, and Montana, Montana State have been on a collision course all year long. Over the weekend, Montana suffered a loss. They lost 5-2 to Idaho in Lewiston. A little meet in the middle against the Vandals. That drops to Montana to 14-3 overall, 5-2 in Big Sky Conference play. Uh, but... Still sets up a huge match in Bozeman on Saturday at 4 p.m. 
Montana State has been rolling along as well. And Montana State, they also actually fell to Idaho, which is um, interesting. But Montana State swept Sac State 7-0 last weekend to move to 6-1 and in Big Sky Conference play. So this match in Bozeman on Saturday, the Bobcats have already secured at least a share of the Big Sky title in men's tennis. If the Grizz win, they could have a three-way tie, then maybe some tiebreakers, maybe be a share of the title. Or if the Bobcats win, they will be outright Big Sky champions. So it should be a good one, a fun one, Saturday afternoon in Bozeman from the uh, tennis center there on the Montana State campus, 4 p.m. That one begins. And uh, if Montana State was to win this, I know it would be just a small, small blip on the radar compared, just in terms of the, the overall exposure of these sports. But it is pretty crazy to think that Montana State not only swept the Big Sky Conference and men's and women's basketball at the tournaments, not only played for the FCS National Championship, uh, also was all the way in the mix down to the very last uh, couple minutes in cross-country against Northern Arizona in men's cross-country. The track programs are having banner years once again with a bunch of nationally acclaimed athletes. And they're just going to win tennis as well. It's pretty crazy the success that's going on at Montana State this year. And uh, it seems like it just keeps on keeping on. But a great year so far for Jason Brown and the Montana tennis team as well. And they could certainly derail those Big Sky Conference championship hopes next weekend in Bozeman. So that'll be a fun one. Speaking of Bozeman, we will be going over to Bozeman. Broadcasting the show from there on Friday uh, leading up to the Bobcat spring game. So the Cats are just a couple uh, little ways behind in uh, spring football. They, they started a couple weeks later. So um, that's why they uh, won't, won't complete spring drills until uh, Saturday. We'll be over there on Friday in anticipation of that. And uh, that broadcast will be brought to you in part by Town Pump. Town Pump is the exclusive sponsor of this Brawl of the Wild series that we're talking about, the battle between Montana and Montana State for the uh, all-sport trophy that it is uh, in the Treasure State. Another point in that will be awarded at the end of this weekend as the Big Sky Conference Women's Golf Championships are upon us. Just a reminder, there is men's golf in the Big Sky, but the Montana schools do not offer it. So women's golf, uh, both the Cats and Grizz competing. The Montana State women's golf team, after the first round yesterday, sat in sixth out of 11 teams, and Montana was tied in eighth, five strokes behind the Bobcats. The Sac State, the Sac State women's golf team, they are uh, up a full 23. They were yesterday at the end of day one, up 23 strokes on uh, the Bobcats, and uh, two strokes on NAU. Uh, four different teams, Sac State, Northern Arizona, Weber State, and Idaho shot under 300. So the the um, the Cats come in at 304, and the Grizz come in at 309. This is being played at Talking Stick Golf Course down there in Scottsdale. Uh, probably the highlight for the Grizz, Jessica Ponce, she shot a round of 72 that has her tied in fifth place individually after one round. Four strokes off the lead. And teammate Kylie Esch, who is a Missoula Loyola grad, she sits in 25th. She shot an opening round 76. For the Bobcats, the best opening round scores. Cora Rosanova was two over at 74, as was Jordan Briggs. Those are both freshmen. The 74 for Rosanova, the uh, best 
round of her college career. Hannah Rosanova, who was her older sister, she shot a 77. And Cameron Basie, who was a uh, third-team all-league selection, she shot an opening round 79. Uh, let's see real quick. I'll check uh, my emails to see where we're at because I do believe that the second-round scores are just complete. Look at that. Andrew Peterson sending the results here just about uh, 15 minutes ago. So right now, the uh, the Bobcats, they had a, a really good second round. They shot their second-best set of 18 holes this season as a team. They shot a 302 today. That's after a 304 yesterday. Um, but they still sit in uh, seventh place, so hard to compete in this. But uh, Basie, after an opening round, 79, she rallies all the way back and shoots a one under 71. It's one of the low rounds of the tournament so far. Um, so she sits in 24th overall, though. That 79 is tough right out the gates. Rosanova, she sat, uh, shot a, a second straight 74. So she sits at four over and is in 10th overall as a true freshman uh, for the Bobcats. So there you go. A little update on uh, college golf for you. That will be a notch in the series of the Brawl of the Wild, which is brought to you exclusively by Town Pump. Town Pump, also a presenting sponsor of our remote broadcast from Bozeman leading up to the Bobcats spring game on Saturday. So thanks to Town Pump, one of the great local convenience store companies in the state of Montana. A couple corrections from uh, the last week or so leading up to hour number two. First of all, Laulu OK is how you say it. I checked with Montana Sports Information. Laulu OK, that's the newest Grizz. He's a transfer from Division II Metro State. Laulu OK is how you say the new Montana Power Forward's name. And another correction from last week's Treasure State Stars. I mentioned that Hunter Green made his uh, big league debut, which did happen, and uh, he did get a big league win for the Cincinnati Reds last week. Hunter Green played for the Billings Mustangs. All of those things were correct. I also just falsely said that the Billings Mustangs were an American Legion team. They are, in fact, not an American Legion team. <laughs> they are, in fact, a Pioneer League team. So uh, they, he was in Billings for just a, a brief moment in time uh, as a stint for the minor leagues and uh, now into the big leagues pitching for the Cincinnati Reds. So there you go. Nuana's now hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. Some drama, drama going on in Anaconda. But it's not just about the Cobbleheads. This is sort of a microcosm for the wider world of high school sports right now. Are we letting the inmates run the asylum? In other words, how much power should parents and school board members have compared to school administrators? Blake Hempstead, Copperhead Country. He'll join us next to analyze the controversy that's going on there in the Copperhead Country. Keep it right here. Nuana's now. 1029 ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 